Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Wishers Breakaway is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, so you guys know that. And because Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands, thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best, the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. Listen, guys, I know this week is Thanksgiving. You are going to stuff yourself. But next holiday is Christmas, and you know what's right after Christmas? Carolina comes to town for a Friday game. You know how I know that? I'm going to it. You know the best way to get tickets? Game Time. The Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in Google Play app or App Store and score last-minute ticket deals up to 60% off. See you at the game. BSBOT, some number. We're doing the all-decade New York Rangers team. So I guess let's explain this concept to the listeners, shall we? The concept is we're going to read you a squad, which we believe could be the all-Rangers team for the entire decade of 2010 to the end of 2019. Now, this team doesn't have to be the best players. It could be depth players. It could be narratives. It's what we feel represents the squad, or the Rangers, rather, over the last 10 years the best. I think we can agree on that point, Gregory? I think we can agree on that point, Ryan. Okay, so uh, where do we? Where do you even want to start? I guess the best place to start... Do you want to, what, do you want to start with the layup? Yeah, that, so we, that's we should what I say doing. we should yes. say we're doing we're doing a center, two wingers, two defensemen, a goalie, and a coach. I didn't do the coach part. Um, I I did the full squad. The, co- the coach part is difficult because we we know who it should be and we don't want to say it. Yeah, yes, that's correct. Uh, David Quinn. I'm just kidding. It's, yeah, John Tortorella. And I guess you could make a case, but you could you could you you could. But I did the full squad. I did four lines, three defensive lines, and a seventh D-man, and then I did uh, extra. <laughs> what are you doing? Why did you do that much? I, I got really into it. I deep dived. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I did, like, the full thing. So I was not prepared for that. But I, I can do it on the fly, I yeah, suppose. Why yeah. Not? Well, you could also just react to what I have, you know, because I have the full thing. I don't know. All right, yeah, why don't we do that? You you have the full thing. I'll tell you where you're wrong. How about that? That's, that's awesome. always fun. That sounds good. I figured that's the best way we work. You tell me where yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah, that, that, is, that is great. It's, Let's do it. Honestly, it's worked for us for four years at this point. Yeah, so, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what you have and where you're wrong. Don't so this fix, is going to be real fun for me. Don't fix what is it broken. Let's start with goalie. Let's just do the layups, right? Yeah. All right, so uh, you're never going to believe this, but I have, as starting goalie of the decade for the New York Rangers, I have Henrik Lundqvist. Well, you're starting off terribly. Yeah. That's just fucking wrong. Well, anytime it you, is clearly Cam Talbot. Well, you shouldn't. I don't have, understand you shouldn't have saying. traded Antti Ranta. He was worth more than what, you, you put him in a package deal. He's clearly a starter. But yes, I have uh, I have Henrik Lundqvist as the overall best goalie of the decade for the New York huh. Rangers. Not really a surprise. Uh, guy's a model, an absolute outstanding citizen. Seems to want to do better all the time, and is still what the fourth best goalie in the league currently. So. Yeah, he's up. He's definitely top ten. Yep, he's definitely top ten. Uh, and analytically, I believe he's top five. I, even though Thomas Grice is like number one by a lot, that's insane. Um, let's go to backup. That's really not a hot topic, there, is it? 
Backup goalie, I have Cam Talbot. And my reasoning for Cam Talbot, and it's mostly because of the unreal, unconscious streak he went on when Hank was hurt. He carried that Ranger team when Hank was down, and uh, that's the that's the memory that sticks out to me the most for backup goalie-wise. I didn't like, obviously, getting rid of Cam Talbot. I felt like the return was lackluster, but I still don't know what a goalie return is supposed to look like after all these years. I almost want to write a thesis about it because I just don't get it. Um, but at the end, of, I'm gonna ready for this. At the end of the day, wow. At the end of the day, I I have him as the as the narrative wise backup goalie for the Rangers of the decade. Yeah, I don't know if I can really argue that. Uh, Who are the other that, contenders? That run, the run, the run you mentioned is incredible. I I do think it's almost as if if you don't want to give a specific nod to a specific backup goalie just give it to Benoit Allaire because this is the guy that created so many actual NHL pieces out of just hunks of clay and it just think about the guys that have backed up Henrik Lundqvist over the years that have become useful goalies for other teams at some point in their career I mean it's Talbot it's Ranta I mean Havlik was fine too when he was here Georgiev now, it's just Benoit Allaire deserves all the praise in the world, and they should just create an award for him, give it to him every year, and then when he retires, decide what to do with that award. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. That guy's a legend. He's just one of those coaches that is will forever, like, I, what is it, the Patriots offensive line coach, the Spurs shooting yeah. coach, Benoit Allaire, the Houston guy uh, that sits with the garbage pail. <laughs> just no, I, the actual garbage pail. The actual the the Astros garbage pail. The actual pail. garbage pail. <laughs> Many, and of course, yeah. All the, he's just one of those coaches that I'll, I'll always sort of remember for being the best at what they do. Nobody, nobody could do it better than Houston Astros garbage pail. Unbelievable performance. Two banks, you're out. Um, let's do. Do you want to do defense or forwards first? Let's do. Let's do forwards because I think defense is more straightforward. It is. It truly is. On my first line, now I have a mix of talent and narrative as oh as the way I do things here. And I did left okay. wing, right wings also. So uh, You're a nut job. I'm so happy you did all this research and I just get to sit here and criticize you it's, for it. It's so easy for you. It's a layup. It's just what you said at the beginning of the podcast. Just a layup. Layup. Love it. Uh, I, and I think you there's, there's ways you could argue otherwise, but my first line... Uh, and it's sort of a dream. Is... You know, you know what? I, I don't know if you should do it by line. Mm-hmm. I think you should give me your four wings, like your four left wings, your four centers and your four white right wings. And then we'll do lines think... at the end. Yeah. Okay. My four wings are, are Tammy Panarin for left wing. Is this left? Is this left wing? Left wing. Yes. Okay. You can't put Panarin on the list. He's played 16 games. Yes. I understand that. Uh, okay. But I am going to do that anyway. Because okay. I, well, bad start. I, I, it actually gets pretty bad because there's someone I admitted from the list who it's should, not going to be good. It's not going to be good. Uh, but I did put our Tammy on the list because there's just something about him that I already feel like he's been here quite a long time. You can make a replacement. I have place. I have replacement for him. Don't worry. Okay. So my my four left wings for starters for my decade team are are Tammy Panarin, Rick Nash, Matt Zuccarello, and Chris Kreider. Yeah, I, and give me the two guys you left off. So you could make a case, for me at least. I mean, 
these are sort You're of e- extra skaters. I like You're hesitating. Uh, uh, Brian Boyle, Haglin, Hayes. I mean, I consider Hayes and Boyle to be I do, centers. I do too. I'm just they, those are actually they've played wing before. Hayes had played wing before. Um, I just I think it's agree. Not egregious isn't the right word. It's just you're cheating by putting Panarin on there. I agree, and I really go against myself when it comes on the defensive side. Of yeah, this would be like this would be me doing an all decade. It's specifically because it's only been 16 games. It's like. If Pete Alonso had only played a month with the Mets, I couldn't put him on their all-decade team. I think you. I think you make a great point. I really, like, you, you really do. But I, I wanted to make this list as a mix of fun dream lines and talent. So far, I just, our, so I, far, our ten has performed the, the other. Very the other well three you have, game. the other three you have are perfect. If I was, if in my in my mind, I was going to build just a starting six, and Kreider would have been. As crazy as it seems, I think Kreider would have been the number one over Rick Nash for me. Just because I feel like, one, you have a different affinity for a, a, someone that is homegrown. And two, we've just been through the ringer with Kreider for longer. That guy just seems to like bleed Ranger blue. And as great as Rick Nash was, and I think Rick Nash is a clear second line winger for you here. Um, I don't know, Kreider just... Like everything about Chris Kreider just screams New York Ranger, big time. In a way, in a way, in a way that needs to be recognized on an all-decade team. But Zuccarello right there with you, Nash right there with you. It's just you're you're cheating by putting Panarin. Out I, I, that's I, fine. I know. That's fine. You're I, a cheat. You're I, a cheat. I know I'm cheating. It's been it, and I, and again when we get to defense, I'm gonna look quite bad, like oh, terrible. Yeah, you put, I know. I well. Is Kako on this all decades team? Of course for you? he is. Do you know who I am? Oh my! God. <laughs> do you, do you, all right, just do the centers. Do the centers. Do, so I, let, let's. I, I, you're cheating, but it's fine. Do you, the centers. You know who you're talking to. Like I do. I do. I shouldn't have had to ask. <laughs> yeah, is Kako on your all decade list? Uh, yeah. I started a fucking church about him. <laughs> he's barely, he's barely a decade old. But anyway, I understand. Uh, the centers for me. Uh, yeah. Number one over center is Mika Zibanejad. To me, that's not really a surprise. I have Derek. Stepp- I think it's a bit of a surprise. Okay, I have Derek Step on next. I have Broussard and Sean Avery. See, I, st- I consider Avery a winger. He played center when in, in 2010 and 2011, 2012. I just I think of him as a winger. Um, Zibanejad. Th- this is this is the line where it's like we're not. It's not like a a dream team where we get all these guys in their primes, right? Oh, in so my mind, like, I was thinking like. Prime potential Rangers. No, I, I, I think all you, we just got to judge it by who meant the most to the Rangers at the time they were here. And look, Zibanejad's been fantastic, and he's going to be fantastic once he gets healthy again. But it, I don't think there was a more important center for the New York Rangers over the last 10 years than Derek Stepan. Just considering the successful teams he was on, the role he played on those teams, the success those teams had in large part because of him. And then if you want to go one step further, his, his value on the open market was clear and noticeable because this guy that got you a top 10 draft pick. So while Zabinijad is fun and dynamic and one of the most talented Rangers we've seen over the last 10 years, in terms of team importance, there was not a center more important than Derek Stepan over the last 10 years. Do you, one does not exist. That's fine. Do you agree that at, at their peaks, 
Mika Zibanejad is a better player? Yeah, I think Mika Zibanejad is just a completely different type of player. At the same time, Derek, are those teams less successful if they don't have Derek Stepan? I think, I think yes. I think Stepan oh, was a massive, massive reason why the without Derek Stepan, there's a good chance we're not podcasting because if the Rangers were shitty, I don't think either of us would have wanted to get into podcasting. I would have been like, dude, I, I'm already depressed enough about the Mets. Yeah, I, I don't, don't need to be talking about this other terrible team I don't need once more a week for four years. Um, I think if I was I, redoing I, this list, Gregory, and, and and maybe I will do two versions of it, this was, this was a mix of what they meant to the Rangers slash talent. If I was just doing only Rangers, I agree that Mika would be sent down a little bit. Yeah, I just... I he think might even all, be a third liner, decade, if I'm being like, honest. I don't know. I think I don't think it's unfair to put him ahead of Broussard. I think Broussard is a very important Broussard part of the Rangers. Broussard means so much, and Avery does too. Avery really does. Well, it's, it's funny with Avery because it's 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 almost like we forget that there was a first part of this decade, like a first part of the decade that was under John Tortorella. There's three chapters and, to this decade, right? It's up to 2014. Yeah, well, I mean, there's three, there are three coaching staffs to, in this decade. I guess that's a good point. I didn't even think of it like that. But I was just thinking all the way up to the cup runs and then obviously the rebuild afterwards. And then, Yeah, I, I just I, – I, I think it's unfair. And, it, again, it's, it, it's like putting Artemi Panarin on this list after 18 games. It's just <laughs> like the most important winger that you mentioned before, it's either it, – I mean, the Rangers were blessed to have – Kreider, Zuccarello, and Nash, and all those guys deserve to be on the team. But I don't think you can put a a center above Derek Stepan in terms of team importance for the last decade. I it's very hard for me to argue that. I, I went with top top potential skill also, which is why Artemi made it for me. Um, Avery, obviously a, a Rangers legend in weird ways, not exactly for performance, but for who he was and his uh, conversation off and on the ice. And mostly his mouth on the ice, I think, is one of the bigger topics for Avery. Uh, is there a center here that, like, would you have put Hayes in? Is he close for you? Like, not is, really, is which Boyle, is weird Boyle's to say. not really close either. I have him as an extra skater. Boyle, Boyle, Boyle I probably would have put over Avery because Boyle played a significant role on those uh, Eastern Conference Finals and Cup contending teams. Like, Without Brian Boyle, a good friend of mine who I worked with in um, Savannah, kept calling Brian Boyle the glue. And I think that was a very apt nickname for him because he felt like he felt like what the Rangers believe Mark Stahl is. Right. Mm -hmm. Where you don't need to put the C on Brian Boyle, but, you know, that's the guy you lean on in the locker room. I probably would have put Boyle ahead of Avery as much as Avery entertained the hell out of me. And Avery, I mean, it's. The Ooga Booga Booga game with Martin Martin Brodeur in the playoffs is going to be something I remember for literally my entire life. But Brian Boyle did have a significant role to play and story to tell in the last decade of the New York Rangers. So I think Boyle would be the guy I put over there, especially since if you wanted to break this down in terms of lines, I don't think anyone exemplifies what you dream a fourth line center to be quite like Brian Boyle. So yeah, I, I think Boyle should be your four as opposed to Avery. Well, what about this? Ready for this curveball? And not really so much of a curveball. What about Ryan Callahan? Because, again, I consider Callahan a winger. Okay. I need to play center. They they switch off. I don't know. Maybe he is a winger. So Yeah, I, I've always considered Callahan to be a winger. Okay. Well, let's talk about the right wingers then, shall we? Yeah. I have Gabrick, St. Louis, the Lord and Savior, 
and fast. Yeah, I'd put Callahan over fast and not even think twice about it. Really? I think fast is like a really important part of the last five years. I wouldn't say really important. I think you're going to forget Jesper Foss was a Ranger five years after he leaves. Wow. You're going to be like, oh, shit, wow. that guy. But Pins, yeah, no, I'm going to I'm going to say it. fits right now. Like, what? <laughs> hey, hey, I, I, I said it. I Gaverick uh, honestly would have been my um, first line right winger. I, That's who I have. Mostly. Most, it, it was a short tenure. He had The weird thing is, like, two of the most important right wingers the Rangers had. Gabrick and St. Louis were not Rangers for a very long time. No, they were not. But the, the role they played is significant. Gabrick was the most dynamic scorer the Rangers had since Yamir Yager. Um, it, honestly, he remained the most dynamic scorer this team has seen until Panarin showed up here. Uh, it, I, 40, two 40 goal seasons is just next level. And you also have to take into consideration you don't get Rick Nash without. Marion Gabrick existing here. So it he plays a larger role there. Um, St. Louis, you can't understate how important he was to the Rangers. You cannot. Most successful teams. And I, I, uh, the there was Mother's a lot Day of... game is going to be one that goes down in Rangers lore literally forever. Uh, you're an idiot for Kabakako, but that's fine. I, yeah. was, see, I saw this coming. Yeah, this is it, not a you're, surprise. You're allowed to be. Yeah, you, you got to put Callahan on here. Because, again, it's, it's like Gabrick where you don't get Nash without Gabrick, so his role becomes a little bit more important. You don't get Marty St. Louis without Ryan Callahan, and it would feel weird. Look, the Rangers only had two captains in this decade. Uh, actually, that's not true. They had three because Chris Drury was the captain in 2010, 2011, but he was captain for a year, and then it became Callahan. Um, I, th- I think you have to pay homage to the captains, and while I don't think Callahan should be – like, if you want to – again, if you want to build lines here – I think your fourth line of basically Boyle in the center, Callahan on the right wing, and Zuccarello on the left wing. It's a dream fourth line. I mean, I know Zuccarello's miscast as a fourth line winger, but yeah, I I, I think Callahan deserves to be there instead of Bobby. Definitely instead of Faust. Also instead of Kako, but <laughs> I'm not going to fight you on that one. Fine. Uh, that brings my final squad to uh, my first line is Artemi Mika's Gabrick. My second line is Nash, Stepan, St. Louis. My third line is Zook, Broussard, Capocacco. And my fourth line is Kreider, Avery, Faust. With my extra, skater, yeah, my extra skaters being Brian Boyle, Haglin, and Hayes. Wow, Callahan's not even an extra skater. Yeah, um, I have him as the yeah, fourth I, extra I think skater. If, if, I, if I ignore the egregious Panarin and Kako exceptions there, uh, the only ones I would say you're, you're egregiously leaving off the table here are Boyle and Callahan. I would say the rest of it, I I don't have arguments. And again, you're doing it kind of based on talent instead of importance. Uh, Stepan was the most important center the Rangers had the last 10 years. Hard I don't for, think it's very close. Hard for me to argue that at all. Let's go to defense because this is pretty straightforward. Uh, my first my first line pairing is Ryan McDonough and Strawman. Again, you're doing it on talent and not importance. It's... Well, impossible not to have if it's importance i had ryan mcdonough and girardi and i switched that originally yeah it it, it, it's impossible not to again we all remember what the tail end of dan girardi's time with the new york rangers was like and it clouds how we remember dan girardi at his peak dan girardi is one of the best defensive-minded defensemen the new york rangers have had 
probably in their franchise's history. Now, some of that is completely more indicative of the kind of player the New York Rangers have had over the years, but that guy deserves all the credit and recognition that is going to be bestowed upon him in the years to come. And it is, he he is easily one of the two most important defensemen the Rangers have had in the last 10 years. And I know Mark Stahl is going to be included here too, because again, same thing with Stahl. We think of what the last three, four years have been like with Stahl that we forget about. Rangers probably don't get to the cop if they don't have Girardi and Stahl anchoring their blue line. I'll I'll switch my next line to be sort of what I had originally as the more important Rangers. I don't know why I did this where I put the forwards as like a mix of talent and fun and also important Rangers and the defense. I kind of just, I went back and forth on it. I really did. Yeah. McDonough and Girardi are the two most, not just two most important, but also probably the two most talented defensemen in their prime that the Rangers had. Uh, It's hard to put Strawman on this list. Because it's almost I, – I, I, before we get to Strawman, I want to hear who the other four are. Sure. And, well, and one of them is not Adam Fox. I'm going to murder you. It's actually not. Wow. You're I, a fucking cheat, but fine. Whatever. Um, well, I have Ryan, Ryan McDonough. Let's put Ryan McDonough and Girardi first, which would mean yeah. uh, Strawman would move to second with Stahl. I still Stahl think Stahl deserves – Stahl, same thing with Girardi. The, the New York Rangers are not the New York Rangers. They're not this successful this decade without Mark Stahl. Again, that is hard to believe considering what we are looking at as a hockey player today, but we cannot ignore the fact that this guy was that important to the Rangers' success, dating back to the Tortorelli years. I uh, I think that makes total amount of sense. I, I think Strawman has more of an impact, I guess, on the – it's just him leaving. I, I, well, I, I want to wait. I want to wait. See, that's okay. the thing. Yep. Strawman, his importance – in New York Rangers lore is that he's the guy that got away. Not so much that he was amazing oh, while he was here. Go, rather. Yes. Right. I, like yeah. we think of Strawman all the time because we think of what this team could have been had he stayed. So it's it, his importance to the New York Rangers is not as one of their best defensemen. His importance to the decade that was the New York Rangers is as the what if. What if Anton Strawman stayed? How different would this team be? The answer is significantly and better. And it would have, it, his presence in the lineup would have forgiven a lot of the other errors the Rangers made. The problem is he left, continued to be very good when he left, and that the Rangers never really replaced him. So it's hard to, it's hard to say that Strawman was one of the six best Rangers defensemen. He would have been. The problem is they let him go. My last pairing, if we're doing it the way I kind of have been the entire way, would be uh, Yandel Truba. But I think it might be Yandel Shea. I'm not really sure. Yandel's also weird because... It's weird, man. He was only here a year, what, a year and a half? A year and a half, and he was miscast, but he's also still, like, a really important part of the last 10 years. And he was, you know, we couldn't keep him because we signed Girardi and Mark Stahl already. But he's 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 another guy where he's important because of the circumstances surrounding him, right? Correct. He's probably just pound for pound the most talented defenseman the Rangers have had in the last 10 years. But Elaine Vigneault never wanted to use him the way that utilized that talent. And he was not here very long. And again, he's found significant success both before and after his Rangers tenure. Um, it would be like us trying to include Eric Stahl on in this list 
because of everything he did with the Hurricanes and the Wild when he left. So I'm not – Strawman and Yandel play interesting narratives with the Rangers. Honestly, I probably would have put Kevin Klein on this list. Kevin Klein I feel was like, my seventh D, man. Yeah, I, I, I probably would have put Klein above that. And then if you put a gun to my head – John Moore. <laughs> John Moore wasn't bad when he was here. It wasn't bad when he got um, tra- when he got traded either. It's kind of good for the Devils. God, is it? I don't think it's Michael Delzato, just because the conversation around Delzato was so. But he is a narrative weird. man. He really is. It's it's. I, I hesitate. I hesitate to. I I don't think we can put Strawman on. I understand why you put Strawman on this list, mm-hmm. but I don't think we can put him on the list. I think he's a lot more fun as the big what if. And I think Yandel, Yandel is a pound for pound guy. But again, I don't think he's more narrative than he was talent too. Like Dan Boyle is as much narrative as both Yandel and Strawman, but that doesn't make him one of the six best Ranger defensemen of the last decade. Uh, I do think Klein needs to be on the list. That guy was a monster. Just, he he exceeded so many expectations. Dropped off a cliff so hard, but his body just betrayed him. And that was it. I, I hold on. I I kind of want to go for it. I don't. I don't really know, man. I this is this is difficult. This this also speaks to the fact of how bad the Rangers' defense has been for so long that we're really struggling to. Two come of up my with. takeaways was after McDonough, Girardi, Stall. It was really hard to find consistent defenseman and then obviously Girardi and Stahl fell off and my other takeaway was wow center depth was not good for the last 10 years it was just it's it's almost like the problems the Rangers are having today are the problems the Rangers have had for the last 10 years it's it it was a nice reflection look in the water and see what you actually are because boy like when you when you're like okay Derek Stepan is probably talent wise talent wise the second best center they've had in the last 10 years when I think Miko, when healthy, is a better, is a more talented center, that's not great. That is not great. So uh, Ryan McDonough, obviously a, a tremendous talent, but after him, just a bunch of misused cast characters. Kevin Shattenkirk, someone we didn't talk about, some someone we didn't mention. Obviously uh, came here on a discount and didn't play it up to his potential and was bought out and is now playing out of his mind. In uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah. So. But the weird thing is, like, I feel like Shattenkirk plays just as important a role in the Rangers' history as um, Anton Strawman does. Do you think because so? Because it's another big what if. Yeah, it's it's a massive what if. What if he doesn't uh, break his knee or whatever, rip his you knee know open? Who, you know who it might be? Who's that? And you're not going to love me for this? I won't. You can say Adam Fox. No, it might be Michael Roosevelt. Remember, like, we forget – about how reliable that guy was at the beginning of the decade. Right. He was he was so he, I mean in a way he was like Dan Girardi before Dan Girardi where he was so reliable that he was boring and he was never flashy and he never did a whole lot of things fun, but he played a very significant role on those early in the decade teams. Uh I I'd probably put Roosevelt up there, dude. I really would. Now I just got to make sure that it actually overlaps with the time he was here with the New York Rangers. Honorable mentions for players that got too much conversation about them despite not being that great of players are Adam Clendenning, Tanner Glass, Dom Moore, and I guess, uh, well, Haglund also. Haglund's a great player, though. He's won two cups, so. 
Those are my those are Holy, my bonus. Yeah, Michael, Michael Roosevelt was traded in the 2010-2011 season, so I guess he doesn't, doesn't quite really count. I mean, he fits it just as much as fucking Artemi Panarin does in a way. He played 32 games Fine. with the Rangers this decade. Um, shit, it, God, the Rangers' defense has been bad for a very, very long time. And I um, think uh, the best way to sort of wrap a bow on this one, the 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 of the decade team and squad. Is the coach, right? It's who was the most here's the thing. Who was the most fun coach to to follow? Oh, Tor- John Tortorella. Does John if Tortorella was never the Rangers coach again, uh I think the three people from the last decade that deserve the most credit for getting us to be podcast hosts, so you can blame them. I don't think we become podcast hosts without Henrik Lundquist. I don't think we become podcast hosts without probably Ryan McDonough. And I don't think we become podcast hosts without John Tortorella because John Tortorella made it fun to be a Ranger fan again. The, the, the style in which the Rangers played was maddening. It was unsustainable and it put a big strain on the latter twilight years of some of those defensemen, i.e. Dan Girardi and Mark Stahl. Um, but Tortorella was just such a character. He was in your face. He was unforgiving he was the perfect coach for the New York media market because he just didn't give a shit and he was going to tell you like it is. Um, so I, I am not sitting here talking in this microphone without John Tortorella. And I say all that to then transition into yep. Elaine Vigneault was the coach for the most successful teams. The New York Rangers had this decade. There is no arguing that all our gripes about what Elaine Vigneault became stem from the fact that he was the perfect veterans coach and the perfect guy to be leading those cup contending teams. Like if Tortorella had stayed here, would the Rangers have been as successful in the regular season? Probably. But I think Elaine Vino was better for the Rangers in those in the, in with the year they lost to the Kings and the year they lost to the lightning. I, I truly it, it pains me to say it because we saw what happened and we saw all the flaws transition, but it's, it really, I wonder if the Rangers had just fired Vino a year earlier, as opposed to a year later, we'd probably be reflecting on him like a guy who came and went at the right time, both times. And he it was, was the, the extension that really time. did it against us. Chris. It was, it was because he's not, he's not a guy that can manage a young team. It's not his thing. He needs veterans. He needs high-performing veterans. And you know what? When you're a roster that can give you high-performing veterans, he's going to be successful. And that's exactly what the Rangers were. And they were extremely successful with them. So it's impossible to, to look back on this decade and not say that Elaine Vigneault, at the time, was the the right man for the right job. It's just he hung around too long. And management put too much trust in him. And it came back to eat him in the asshole. But... As fun as Tortorella was, and I would See, love to give all Tortorella he did was get paid honor. for five years to get his ass eaten. Things are good for him. Yeah, as, as much as I would love to give this to John Tortorella because that dude is just so fucking fun and entertaining, it would be a lie. Elaine Vigneault was the coach of the decade for the New York Rangers. I agree. This has been a fun time. Uh, I know my uh, my team uh, has a little problem with uh, having Capocacco and Artemi Panarin and Jacob Truba as a seventh defenseman or even a third pairing defenseman. But listen, it's for fun. But uh, we want to hear your lines and your uh, dream team. So please tweet at us. Uh, I'm at O'Reilly Mead and Greg's at Blue Shirts Break. 
tag us and let us know what you think. All right, guys, we'll see you uh, next week. I hope you had a lovely Thanksgiving. Bye, everyone. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.